We are good. Has everybody got a handout? Yes? The ushers have done their job. They have delivered the, the goods. All right. If you have a Bible, you want to turn there, turn to Ephesians uh, 3. It is on your sheet. I've done that for anybody that's new to the church or uh, new out. Um, I just put it on the sheet, really to fill in the sheet as well, just because I, I just wanted you to have some of the blanks that we we're going to be looking at tonight. Um, so what we'll do is we're going to read. We're going to read in Ephesians. Then we're going to uh, we're going to pray. Ephesians three thirteen to nineteen, and uh, we're going to talk about strengthening in the right places. So. <laughs> um, Read with me down in uh, Ephesians 3, starting at 13, and we're going to read all down to 19. It says, Wherefore, I desire that ye faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. For this cause I bow the knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you, ye being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints, that is, the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth all knowledge, that you might be, that you, uh, might be filled with all the fullness of God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I do pray that you would uh, store hearts tonight, that you would indeed challenge us with your word, uh, help us to, to take on board, Lord, what the Apostle Paul here is saying, uh, that you might teach us something tonight. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would help me to speak and that you, you would indeed uh, help the people to, to listen. Lord, I pray that you would open uh, blinded eyes tonight, that people would come to the reality that God is real tonight and that he can make a difference uh, in an individual's life. Lord, would you bless, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. All right, so we're looking uh, here, in case you didn't notice, this is like uh, the apostle. The apostle Paul wrote the book of Ephesians, and he wrote it to the church that was at Ephesus. And uh, at this bit in the in the Bible, uh, some would call it basically Paul's prayer list, uh, if you if you would. I uh, don't know whether you use a prayer list or a prayer journal. I know in the men's home we use the the RU Daily Journal, and uh, it's it's always good to do stuff like that. Uh, but Paul here writes a, a wee list, and we're gonna we're gonna get to that in a, just a few minutes. But um, verse fourteen really stands out to me when I'm reading it. It says, "For this cause I bow the knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ." You know, this was a guy that was doing a whole lot for God. You know, this guy was going through starting churches. He was uh, sold out for God. You know, he was doing everything he needed to do. He was doing that and above. And he was being greatly used of God. And even at that, he was bound the knee uh, to God. He's saying, you know what? I need to give God my proper, <clears throat> his proper place in my life. And bound the knee is something that, that all Christians should be doing. All disciples should be doing. And, you know, not, not only a few people are called to be disciples. Everybody in here, if you're a Christian tonight, uh, God expects you to be a disciple. And... A disciple is for everybody, and it begins, discipleship in one sense begins uh, with salvation, but it begins with change from a physical emphasis on somebody's life to a spiritual emphasis on somebody's life. And it's not your outer man that we're looking at getting changed. 
at RU, you know, we want people off drugs. We're all for that. You know, I'm pro uh, get clean, abstinence free. I don't want people on, on, on anything. I'd like to see them all uh, get their lives turned around and off everything. But we're not pushing people to change the outer man, but we're looking to see people get their inner man changed. That's the difference. Uh, and that's what we're really talking about tonight. That's what the Apostle Paul was getting at when he's giving you his, his prayer list. And look at the Paul's prayer list. I have it on your sheet. And there are five points. And, and look, if I had another four weeks, I, I'd, preach, I'd preach them all through. But I don't. I only have tonight. So I just have to preach and focus on one. Um, and the first one he, he prays for is strength for the inner man. Uh, that's what he's praying for. And then he says that Christ may dwell in our hearts by faith. Then he says that we uh, would be rooted and grounded in love. Uh, then it's uh, that we would comprehend the love of Christ, that we would be filled with the fullness of God. And that's Paul's prayer uh, for the people there. And it's his prayer for us tonight that we would uh, that we would see that in our own lives. And look at verse 16 for a minute. And this is kind of a little bit of the background of, of developing uh, strength uh, as a Christian. He says uh, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. You see, it's not, an ex- it's not external. It's not on the outside. It's on the inside. It's not external. It's not a physical power. Uh, the Christian has strength available to him that isn't connected with muscles. I mean, you look at me and you see all the muscles I have and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I know that's what you were all thinking when I, when I was talking about that. But it's not talking about physical power. Um, it's not talking about muscles. It's not talking about health, money, abilities, right like that. It's strength that's only found in the inner man is what Paul's looking for the Christians in the church there to get. And, you know, spiritual strength is an invisible part of you. You know, you can go to gym five days a week, seven days a week, whatever, and you can pump iron, you can go and buy all them silly uh, build-up drinks and all that kind of stuff, and uh, you can kid yourself on that you're really changing, and uh, you can do all that kind of stuff, and you can get muscles on your muscles, but that doesn't mean that you're changing in a real way in any sense uh, at all. You know, um, one of the, the funny things I think about our prison services that they have gyms in the prison. You know, if it was up to me, I'd take them all out. Because what you have is you have a lot of crooks getting locked up for stuff they've done, not they didn't do, yet they go in, they get built up in big muscles, they can buy all this build-up powder inside, and they come out even stronger crooks than they went in. So uh, it was up to me to take them all out. Uh, but that's just, that's just me, uh, one of my things. But uh, when we're talking about strength in the inner man, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about what, it, what does it mean to be strong. Well, what it means to be strong is to be able to carry heavy things. That's what we would all say. And spiritually, that's true too. To be able to carry heavy things, to lift weights, to be able to handle physical attacks when they come our way. To, um, and what we have to ask ourselves is, well, how would we get spiritually strong? How would we, how would we do that? Um, it's not found naturally within ourselves. You know, naturally, you're never going to be spiritually strong because you're not made like that uh, it's never it's never going to be like that for you um it's only found uh 
spiritually. It's it's nothing got to do with the physical. So it's built up by you practicing the, the principles and relying upon the promises of God and depending upon him uh, to work in your life. Uh, what would God give you strength for? Well, uh, he would certainly give you strength to, to stand up and... Um, Stand up for what's right would be would be one area where he would want you to be. He would want you to um, be strong in uh, being a witness, a representative for him and speaking for him. He would want you to be strong and being able to say to people when you've wronged them uh, that you forgive them. You know, he would want you to uh, give you strength to be able to, in one sense, humble yourself. Uh, to humble yourself, sometimes it's seen as weakness, but really it's strength. You know, there's a lot of strong, strong men out there that will not humble themselves, will not bow down uh, and do right. Uh, but it's really just weakness. It's not really strength. Um, God wants us to be. Uh, God wants us to be spiritually strong. And what would that mean? Well, uh, Galatians six two says um, that you bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. To be spiritually strong, I would believe, is to help bear somebody else's burdens, to help somebody when they, they have burdens, when they have struggles, be strong enough to do that with them. Uh, another one would be to um, stay faithful, to you know keep going against the flow, against uh, when Satan attacks you, to keep going, to stay. Another one would be to stay free from um, sin, to stay uh, stay right with God, to stay in a right place uh, with God. Uh, what else would, would spiritual strength be? Well, it would be God being able to strengthen you to sing and praise God even when your life isn't going too well. You know, that's a, that's a really big one. And I find if you can really uh, sing aloud when life isn't going for you, it's a real sign of spiritual strength. Because you can look around the room when, the, when we're singing on a Sunday or a Wednesday or whatever it might be, and you, you can often tell the ones that aren't singing. And it's normally the ones that aren't doing so well. You know? Um, because you can kind of tell her in their faces. Because it's hard to sing when, when things aren't going too well. Um, spiritual strength would, would get you through those, those moments. Um, you know, there's not a person in the room that doesn't need spiritual strengthening. You know, from pastor all the way down through, through every church member to the person that's new, it's only been here once. Uh, every person in this church or around this church, we all need and could do with uh, being strengthened spiritually. You know, um, it's, just, it's just what we need. Um, but when God's going to do that, he doesn't, he doesn't do it the way we would think he would do it. In First Thessalonians 5.23, <clears throat> It says, and the very God of peace sanctify you uh, wholly. And I pray God, uh, and, and I pray God with your whole spirit, soul, and body uh, preserve blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this talks about, you know, we know about the Trinity of God. What's the Trinity of God? It's the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. What's the Trinity of man? Okay. It's the what, Al? Soul, body, and spirit. Okay, so God has, in one sense, a trinity, but there is a trinity of man, too, and there's a truth in that that we need to understand. You know, there's more than just your mind and your body going on uh, with you. Um, 
you know, there's, your, there's, there's uh, Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat, drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. You know, there's more than just your physical body and, you know, your mind. There's also that which God connects with. On your, on your sheet there, it's, there is an outer man. And we're going we're gonna to get there uh, in a sec. But your inner man, fill in the blank there, your inner man would be your soul. Okay? I think I have that in the middle there. Your outer man would be your body. And there is the spirit of man, which would be um, your spirit that connects with God. Um, so we have your, your inner man, which is your soul. Romans 7.22 says, For I delight in the law of God after uh, the inward man. So that's Paul again talking to the church at Rome, uh, talking about the law of God, uh, and he delights in the law of God after the inner man. Uh, Peter says, about uh, um, Peter says in First Peter three four he says, but let it be uh, the hidden man of the heart, in that which is not corruptible, even to the ornament of the meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great uh, price. You know, there's the spirit of man, and that's where Christ wants to dwell in your life. Christ wants to dwell with you in uh, in your spirit. And until Jesus came into your spirit, until you became a Christian, what was there? There was deadness there. You know, we were spiritually dead, the Bible talks about. It was a spiritual graveyard. And, you know, what was there? Well, there was only other influences there, but not God. You know, when your spirit is born again, the Bible says you become a spiritual man. There's a difference there. Something new comes alive. And that's why we talk about being born again, being saved um, all that kind of stuff. Um, turn to the book of Mark. If you got a Bible, turn to the book of Mark, chapter 8 for a minute. We're going to look at, uh, through a couple of bits of scripture now for a few minutes and uh, pull some points out of Mark, chapter 8. And if somebody could read nice and loud and clear... Um, from verse 35 to 37. Familiar passage in the Bible. Chapter 8, 35 to 37, somebody, nice and loud. Okay, so what we're talking about here, this is Jesus speaking here. And what he's, what he's prioritizing uh, to the people here, he's pri- prioritizing the inside of a man. You know, the, the spiritual sense, the, the, uh, you know, uh, the eternal part of man he's prioritizing. You know, he's saying, listen, you can gain the whole world. And it does you no good if you, if you, if you uh, die without Christ and you uh, lose uh, lose, lose his own soul. You know, physically our insides are more important uh, than our our, um, our outside. 
you know, what's more important to you, especially to teenagers? What's more important to you? Um, a spot in your face or uh, a spot in your lung? You know, we complain. You know, I was driving down. You can't see it from up here. At least I hope you can. But I have a spot just here. I could feel it when I was driving back down to Northern Ireland today. And I was thinking, that's just typical. And then I was thinking, well, it would be a whole lot worse if I was just been told that I had a spot in my lung. Uh, you know, what's more important, a, a misshaped nose uh, or a misshaped heart? What would we get more upset about? Some of you would probably be the nose. Uh, what about, uh, uh, you know, a bad knee like I have when I'm going upstairs now? Oh, just it's a killer. It's an absolute killer. Um, I was thinking of asking Pastor if he would put the photocopier downstairs to save me walking up the stairs, but I'm not sure he would do that. Um, but what's, what, would be, what would be worse, a limping knee or a, or a blocked artery? You know, we all think of the outside and just the, the little stuff that we can see and the stuff we can physically see. But, you know, God's more interested in the inside. You know, just touching up stuff on the outside doesn't help what's on the inside, okay? If I fall off these steps, I hope we don't, but if I fall off these steps and break my arm, and Florence comes over with a, with a plaster and sticks it on my arm, is that going to help me? No, it's not going to help me, right? Uh, what about if my appendix is about to burst, and, uh, you know, Mr. Ryan comes in with a new pair of shoes for me or something like that, is that going to help? No, what's the problem? The problem is on the inside. Problem is, I need fixed on the inside. Do you know we're like that? We need fixed on the inside. We try uh, butter up the outside and make the outside look better and seem better to other people around us, but that's not the real issue. The real issue is the inside. And until the inside changes, the man really doesn't change. You know, he can do all these weights. He can, you know, the bodybuilder can, you know. Uh, absolutely just uh, do weights all day long, but you know what? It doesn't change what's going on in, in the inside. You know, bodybuilding and going to the gym is no help for heartaches and sorrows that are going on in the inside. You know, uh, you'll find lots of people and they will emphasize uh, everybody and try to get everybody to start eating right. They haven't been successful with me up to now. But uh, they will emphasize eating right. They will emphasize sleeping well. They'll, people want to dress to impress. They'll uh, want people are getting new and fancier hairstyles, uh, new clothes, new car, better friends, new pub, different drug. No matter what it is, it's all outside stuff that people try to change about them. You know, people go on the fad diets and they want to lose weight because they're getting married or something's happening, they're going on holidays or whatever it might be. And it's all on the outside when really man's problems aren't on the outside and never have been. Man's problems are all on the inside. And until the inside gets changed, we're in serious trouble. Our outer body, the, the outer man, uh, matters very little compared to the inner man. Uh, listen to what Jesus said in, in John 6, uh, 63. He says, uh, It is the spirit that quickeneth, and the flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Okay, does anybody know where I went on my honeymoon? My w where? Very good. She gets a gold star. One of you ushers give her a gold star and she's leaving. Me and Claire went to Venice on our honeymoon. And uh, 
typical uh, Tala head Leighton doesn't realise that uh, what's Venice built on? War. So what does Leighton do when he gets off the plane? <laughs> I jump in a taxi, just a normal cab, with all my stuff, fill the man's car with all my bags, jump in, hand him the piece of paper, I need to go there, and he looks at me in that Italian way with his uh, dodgy, greasy haircut, and uh, he says, you need a boat. So, uh, going to Venice, don't just jump in a taxi. Find out what you need to do first, right? Uh, so that didn't work out too well. But one thing me and Claire done in Venice was we went to a lot of Catholic churches, okay? You say you went to a lot. Yeah, that's all there is over there. <laughs> that's like all the museums and stuff like that. And in lots of these uh, Catholic churches in Venice, you will go in, and they will have bones of, of um, like, popes, the, the, the finger of, uh, like, Padre Pio and all these different people, all these uh, famous uh, famous Catholic people that have done, done things in the Catholic Church. And uh, people will go to the relic and they will try to get a blessing from the relic. Has any of you ever heard of Padre Pio's uh, tissue walking around or something like that? Paul O'Keefe, you've had it, haven't you? <laughs> okay, Paul's had ones that has touched something that's touched something else. Okay. Folks, the reality is it doesn't matter if you have a piece of Christ himself's body. It would do you no good at all. Relics don't, don't make any difference to man at all. What matters? Well, what matters is what Jesus said in this verse. He says, the spirit that quickeneth, um, it is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. It's Christ's words that we need to get a hold of, and you're gonna see that in a minute. You know, we're gonna we're gonna look at uh, we're gonna look at Peter a wee bit now, and remember, who did Peter spend time with for three years? Jesus. Okay, he was always with him. He was one of those chosen few who got to go everywhere with him. Do you think he ever touched them? He definitely touched them, folks. When they were eating, drinking, they would have been passing each other stuff. You know, uh, you know, uh, all that kind of stuff definitely would have touched them. Did that do him any good? Didn't do him any good. Uh, we're going to look at uh, how Peter was helped in a, in a wee minute. But remember, it's Christ's uh, words that have value and power. You know, Jesus only works, remember, inside out, not outside in. Turn your Bibles to the book of Luke. The book of Luke, chapter 22. I want somebody else, uh, a man this time, uh, just for something different. And on the on the right-hand side uh, of me, so uh, the church left-hand side, if you would, read uh, from 31 to 34 for me, another uh, familiar passage of the Bible. So Luke 22, 31 to 34. My man on my on my right hand side.
Next one. Okay, here is what, uh, here is how Peter got turned inside out. You know, Jesus was in, intending to make Peter strong, spiritually strong on the inside, just like Jesus was. See, Christ was wanting to make us like him, all right? And Christ was, had spiritual strength. He had strength in the inner man. He had strength uh, to, to rise above the challenges of the day. And this is how uh, and what he used in Peter's life. Uh, to prepare him for strength and he to make him like himself and uh, and the, you're you're going to start filling in your blanks uh they're strong in faith he was going to try to get him to be strong in faith romans 4 20 says and he staggered not at the promises of god through unbelief but he was strong in faith giving glory to god all right what else did he want uh, peter to be strong in well strong in spirit Luke 2, uh, verse 40 says, And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. And uh, the next one is strong in the Lord. Ephesians six ten says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Uh, point D there on your sheet. Oh, it's point four on your sheet. Uh, strong in grace, 1 Timothy 2, 1. I exhort thee, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions uh, and giving thanks uh, be made for all men uh, you know strong in grace um, you know that's what, what Christ was trying to get Peter to he was trying to get him strong in faith strong in spirit strong in the Lord strong in grace you know Peter started out strong on the outside but very weak on the inside I want you to think about this. Most of you know the story of Peter, and I don't have time to go through, back through it all, uh, but you could read it yourself. You know, Peter was, what was Peter's job? Does anybody remember? He was a fisherman, okay? So that meant he caught fish, all right? So when was the best time to catch fish? Does anybody know? At night, okay? Here's Peter and Peter was strong. He could fish all night long. You know, he could fish all night long. He could stay. He would stay out in the boat with his fishing uh, partners, and he would fish all night. That was the best time to catch fish. But I tell you, he could stay up all night catching fish, but he couldn't stay awake for an hour to pray for Jesus in the garden. See, he was strong on the out on the outside, but weak on the inside. You know, Peter could. Fight at the drop of a hat. We all know that when uh, Jesus was getting arrested in the garden, what did Peter do? Whipped out a sword, chopped off an ear. That is like so good. I wish I had been there to see that. But he chops off the guy's ear. He, want, he would fight at the drop of a hat. He didn't seem afraid of anyone. Yet when the little girl pushed him about who he was with, he crumbled and cursed like an ungodly sinner. You see, Peter was strong on the outside but he was real weak on the inside. See, there's a difference between uh, strength on the outside and strength on the inside. And Peter, like all of us, you know, was under spiritual attack. Peter was under constant spiritual attack. Uh, turn your Bibles to the book of Matthew. And I know we're jumping around, but that is good. Jumping around. Matthew 16. Just a book before Luke. Matthew 16. Two books before Matthew. 
Uh, Matthew 16, uh, 21. To 23. Somebody else read for me. Okay, here we have uh, uh, Peter again. And remember, Peter was one of of Jesus' main guys. And Jesus says to him, listen, I'm going to have to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to have to be killed. I'm going to raise again on the third day. And Peter took him and he began uh, to rebuke him. He's he's saying, no, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to let that happen. That's not going to happen to you. And he starts to go in. But really what was going on there was Peter was under... Uh, spiritual attack, demonic attack. He was hearing lies from the devil. He was puffed up with pride. And Jesus recognized that. And he, and he says to him, when he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. What was, what was Satan trying to do with Peter? He was trying to get him to the place where he was trying to talk Jesus uh, into not doing what he should do. And he was just, you know, puffing him up there, putting him in there, building him up. Uh, getting them all roiled up when it wasn't going to be too much longer uh, where he was going to be uh, betraying the Savior. You see, pride go before a fall. And Peter was getting all puffed up with pride at this moment. He was being lied to by Satan. Uh, you know, Peter was also confused. It was a confusing message that Jesus was giving there to Matthew. You know, uh, you know, nobody wanted that to happen that was with him that day. You know, um, Satan was trying to, uh, had Peter all, all under attack and he was trying to ruin Peter. Uh, and, you know, it would have been easy to ruin Peter because he was just strong on the outside and he had nothing on the inside to kind of, uh, to, to, uh, to lean upon. And he was, he was really, you know, struggling at this point. But Jesus had a plan for Peter's life, like he has a plan for our point. And what he does is he prays. And Jesus tells Peter that he was going to pray for him. And um, the reality is that prayer is a protector for us. And we need to be praying not only for Pastor when he's away, but each other while we're here. You know, um, just encouraging each other. And Peter needed Jesus to be praying for him. And also, Peter needed a pattern. You know, he needed to look what Jesus was doing and look at Jesus and, and how Jesus was fighting the attacks of Satan. And Peter needed to do the same thing. But Peter wasn't. He wasn't realizing he was under attack. And you will never fight Satan with, you know, uh, physical, uh, physical power. Peter also needed perseverance just to keep staying faithful uh, to doing what, what he should be doing. And even when your, your outer man's strength is gone, if you will just keep doing what you know to be right, it can sometimes get you through those difficult moments. Second uh, um, Corinthians 4.16 is a real familiar verse. It says, For which cause we faint not, but though our, inward, inner, out, though our outward man perisheth, yet our inner, inward man is renewed day by day. You know, with Peter, there needed to be a complete conversion. 
Jesus needed to get Peter to the place where he was going to turn him uh, inside out, basically. Turn your Bibles again to Luke. Luke 22. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Luke 22. And somebody on the other side, on my right side, read uh, 60 to 62. Anybody else on my right-hand side, read 60 to 62, please. Isn't that hard? You know, he, he, just as he does it, you can just picture Jesus turns around and eyeballs him. And it wasn't eyeballing him, telling him, I told you so. You know? Jesus knew that was going to happen. Jesus had been preparing Peter for that happening. When, when Jesus was resurrected from the grave, and who did he see? Who did he meet? Uh, who went to the tomb and saw the angel? And what did the angel, or what did Jesus uh, tell her to tell Peter? Go tell the disciples and Peter. Why? Because he knew how discouraged Peter was. Peter went out, the Bible says, and wept bitterly. And your blanks there, one to six, these are real, real good, important points. And this is all about Peter, and you could put yourself in here too. Pressures revealed just how weak he was. The pressures in Peter's life revealed just how weak he really was. Defeat revealed just how sinful he was. His remorse revealed just how broken he was. The cross revealed just how loved he was. And the resurrection revealed just how changed he could be. And you know what, folks? Peter was never the same after the resurrection. After Christ came forth out of that grave, uh, you know what? A little while longer, Peter was never the same. The impact that Peter had on the lives of those around him when he changed was absolutely immense. Um, you know, Peter started to, uh, to stand up, and he not only had strength on the outside. You see, beforehand, Peter was all talk. You know, he could talk the talk. You know, we're very good at that. You know, we're really good at that. But when it came down to the, to the crunch time, Peter just folded. You know, he was just like a wet paper bag. He just crumbled under the pressure. And, uh, and he sunk as low, lower than any of the other disciples, uh, bar uh, Judas. And, you know, he was right down there. You see, Judas was always kind of on, on the outside. He was never one of the, the main guys on the inside with Jesus. Yeah, Peter was. Peter was well up there in the standing of, of man. When people looked, they thought, oh, there's your man Peter. He's real spiritual. But little did they know on the inside, Peter was just wafer thin. He made it look good and sound good on the outside. And if you read 
when Jesus is teaching, the first one to say anything when Jesus is teaching, the first one with the questions would be Peter. But the reality is the first one to disown him was Peter too. Um, but you know what? That's, that all stopped in Peter's life when God turned him around. And the impact he had on people when God turned him around was absolutely uh, massive. You know, he started praying for people, encouraging them. You know, he, he started churches. He was a, a strong Christian leader uh, for a long time in, in those days. He helped strengthen other Christians. He helped build a church. Uh, he was just a, a Christian leader for, uh, and we're still, we're reading about him tonight. He has wrote books in your, in your New Testament. Uh, he is just a man that was changed around by God uh, when he got strengthened in the inner man instead of the outer man. And the challenge for us is, you know, uh, everything, you know, everything that's important on the inside, you know, without without being born again, without being saved, without the new birth, you know, all the building up of self, all the self-help and self-confidence uh, will not change you or truly help you uh, because you will still answer for your sin. Um, you need to be born again, the Bible says. Um, you know, I would ask you that question, are you born again? You know, and if you are born again, the next question for you uh, about being strengthened in the inner man is, are you growing as a Christian? Right now, are you growing as a Christian? And if you're not, you need to get grown. And you say, well, I just can't seem to grow. Well, maybe if you start feeding on the right things, you would grow. You know, plants need certain things to grow up on. You know, uh, you know, we just need to make sure that we're feeding on the right things. Are you allowing your faith to grow? Are you getting your faith stretched? You know, are you feeding on things that are going to strengthen your inner man? Or are you feeding on things that are going to strengthen your outer man? That will tell you where your focus really is. You know, Paul's uh, first prayer request is that we would become strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Uh, let, me, let me give you a prescription tonight. Uh, start reading, try, try start reading four chapters of your Bible a day, you know, and do it for a week, even if you've done it for a week. No point in setting yourself a yearly goal. Let's read the whole Bible in a year. Or I know a preacher that, that uh, was reading the Bible through in a month. <laughs> it's hard to believe, but he, that's what he said, uh, through in a month. But there's no point in making unrealistic expectations on yourself tonight. But if you just start for one week and challenge yourself to read four chapters of the Bible each day, I guarantee you see a difference after the first week. Okay? You'll be strengthening yourself in the inner man. You know, pray and ask the Lord for spiritual strength. You know, ask God to make you strong in your spirit. You know, don't hide your weaknesses. Rely upon God's strength. Um, believe God instead of your feelings. Just trust what God has said in his word. Remember, it's not relics or anything like that. What else we want to, want to trust in or, or stand on? It's what God said. Get faithful to start doing what God says and stay faithful to it uh, for a, a sustained period. You know, and I'm saying a week. If you would start for a week, then at the end of the week, you could make that decision again to do another week. You know, if you saw a benefit of doing something like that for a week, you would want to keep doing it. You know, if I was to give you a diet tonight to lose weight and you were stuck to that diet, you're going to lose a half a stone a week and you stuck to it and lost a half a stone, surely you would probably want to keep doing it for another couple of weeks. So let me encourage you to start doing 
and walking with God for just one week. And in doing that and trusting God and starting to walk with God, you will find that you'll be getting strengthened in your inner man. You see, the most important part of us is not the outer man. It's not what people see. It's what God sees. And when God looks at you and when God looks at our church, what does he see? Where are you? Where are you on the big scale of things with God tonight? Are we where we should be? I, I very much doubt we're all where we should be. And I said, I doubt we're all. We're all in this together. We're all in this together. Pastors were preaching about the body of Christ. We're all in this together, whether you like it or not. You know, we're all tied, we're all tied together. We're, we're a team. <laughs> there ain't no iron team. <laughs> all right? Uh, but you know what? We could be doing better. Does everybody in here believe we could be doing better? What I'd ask you to do is uh, pray for us uh, as, as the RU ministry this week. We are, uh, we are asking God to give, give wisdom and moving forward in, in the RU ministry. And we've lots of stuff going on behind the scenes that, that kind of nobody knows about. So I just ask you to pray for, for spiritual strength for us and wisdom. And the Bible says we should pray for wisdom. You know, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Because God wants to give you wisdom, folks. This week, God wants to strengthen your walk with him. But you know what? He's given you the tools that you need. He has given it to you already. You don't need to go and find a hanky that Paul had or anything like that. What you need to do is you need to go and pull the Bible off your shelf. I need to start reading it. And, uh, you know, get a good devotional book with your, with your devotions and read a devotional book. Uh, it will really, really be a help and a strength. Uh, it will strengthen you on the inside. And you know what? There's nothing better looking than when somebody's right with God and strengthened on the inside. They actually look and sound better on the outside. So you want to see a big difference in your life uh, over the next couple of weeks? Start, start, start doing the business is what Pastor would say. You know, do the little things and do them right and uh, you will see big changes in your life. Uh, let's bow for prayer. Vincent, if you'll come up and lead the prayer meeting. Uh, Heavenly Father, Lord, we do thank you, Lord, for uh, for your word, we do thank you, Lord, that it's not uh, our, our change that we need, but it's inward change. And, Lord, you're the only one that can change us. And we pray, oh God, that uh, this week that we as families, as a church, uh, would see uh, not only answer to prayer, but, Lord, uh, we would be encouraged by what we see in our own individual lives and in our own families as we walk with you. And, Lord, I just pray, oh God, that you would strengthen us uh, in the inner man, uh, Lord, just like Peter, Peter was so changed around, Lord, uh, when he came to realize, when his eyes were opened, and he knew that you had a plan and a purpose for his life, and that you were there to give him strength and help. And Lord, never again did he look away or turn away, but he kept walking forward and, and, and uh, being a blessing to all those around him and being effective for you uh, for the rest of his life. And Lord, that is the type of change that we need. Lord, would you bring that lasting change uh, into our individual lives and into our church, we pray in Christ's name. Amen.